an emerging threat could wipe out the entire crypto industry as we know it. But we just found a new project that is building a solution. Google has only just started preparing for this. It's a quantum attack that could break 99% of blockchains. This project has the solution. Welcome to the Beanpod. This is your place for all things stocks and crypto. From beginner tips to expert picks, use this as fuel for your investing journey. Because when you're in the know, your money will grow. This episode of the Beanpod is sponsored by BitGet. BitGet is the most user-friendly and secure crypto trading platform for both beginners and experienced traders. BitGet is the best place to not only trade Bitcoin and Ethereum, but also all the small cap gems that we discuss every day. With 24-7 customer support, leverage trading, and a wide array of other advanced features, BitGet sets itself apart from every other centralized exchange. Through Beanstalk's official partnership with BitGet, you'll receive 15% off all trading fees when you sign up using the referral link in the description. Welcome to the Bean Pod. This is Shane, aka the Jolly Green Investor. This is Josh, the Nifty Investor. Today, we're going to be talking about an emerging threat that has the power to wipe out the entire crypto industry and then revealing the one project that is working on the solution. So IBM recently came out saying that they have a quantum computer that could break 99% of blockchains. That's not good. Yeah, it's an alarming, <laughs> alarming stats. Super alarming. So, you know, I'm not a, I'm not a developer. I'm not a tech, you know, a tech head guy who understands quantum computing. Mm. However, I can read between the tea leaves and see how dangerous this technology actually is, yep. which is why Google is now preparing for it. For sure. Yeah, we don't want to get too technical into what quantum computing is, but just a very high level uh, view. So computers that we use right now, it's, it's everything's based on bits, right? So the code is zero or one. And all code is zero or one. But quantum computing is infinitely more powerful than that because they can use zero, one, and most importantly, a combination of zero, one in the code. Quantum computing can process algorithms, formulas, and break all other blockchains because it's just so exponentially faster than everything else. And this technology, while, while many think it may be 10 to 15 years away, and you mentioned this before, with the advent of AI and computing, this could come a lot quicker. So the time for companies, both in Web 2 and Web 3, to start protecting themselves against this threat is now. Yeah, I mean, look, the advancement, everybody's like, yeah, five to 10 years away. Well, when AI is now exponentially increasing how fast everything's actually occurring, I see that number actually being a lot sh uh, shorter than that. Mm -hmm. In addition to what I discovered is that the reason why I believe people start looking more to quantum-resistant hybrid blockchains is because... With the new quantum computers that are coming out, they can harvest the data now. And what they'll end up doing is decrypting it later. Right. So you need to have the quantum resistant applications in place now. Yep. So it doesn't get decrypted later. For sure. So I think this adoption is going to happen a lot sooner than people think. Yeah. Um, and we're just going to be early to it again. Absolutely. And we're always early to the trend. So when it comes to, all it's going to take is the one, one headline for quantum computing and a project like this. So the project we're talking about is called Quan Platform. The ticker is QuanX. And you know, if you if you follow us on social media, we talked about it in Discord, on Twitter, on TikTok, IG last week or the week before. And look, I think that the time is right. We're we're looking forward into a project that is building what could be the only layer one blockchain that is resistant to quantum attacks. And I have to thank the community because if it isn't without you guys constantly sharing your research, your findings. 
we wouldn't find these gems. Like you guys do help a lot in this. And we spend the time actually researching each project that gets shared. And then we're like, oh yeah, this one actually looks like a good one. Let's dive deep, dive deeper. Yeah, for sure. So this is a layer one. Uh, it's a hybrid blockchain. And basically it consists of a private and a public um, network. And I want to kind of understand like what's a public, because you, know, you hear private and public and people are like, so what? And I want to look at the advantages of what a public does versus a private. Right. So the public advantages is it's decentralized. You know, people love decentralization. Uh, transparency, everyone can see the transactions that have occurred on chain. Uh, open participation, anybody can participate and validate nodes, etc. Security, because of decentralization, it's immutable. So you can't tamper with uh, transactions that have occurred. And it's trustless. Private advantages. This is really important for, I think, like enterprises and whatnot. So sure. why I like that it's hybrid is because there's not many hybrid blockchains, but the fact that enterprises they want they might want to use private they might want to use public so a private advantage they it's controlled by one entity so if ibm comes in wants to start using this they control what they want on the chain efficiency so there's less participants when it's decentralized you can really like there's so many people participating they control everything it's a lot more seamless uh privacy so transactions only visible to the the one person controlling it that's the key part i think yeah it's customizable which is super important because you know, when you're a business and you want to make changes and alterations, you're the one who should be able to have a say in that and not the general over, uh, over body. For sure. Um, and then regulatory compliance. It's easier to follow the mandate set out by the government. So that's kind of the difference between the two yeah. and why it's important and why I think that this will see additional adoption. Because it's a hybrid. It could do both, right? So, you know, we've talked about a lot of the layer ones we've talked about in the past that we really like are have this hybrid mentality. Like something like Casper, right? Because as we said, for enterprise, big corporations that are dealing with hundreds of millions of people's vulnerable data, they need that privacy aspect. You know, on a public blockchain, you can go on and see all the transactions, see everything. You know, it doesn't have a name attached to it, but it's all public. It's all there. And you can't have that when you're dealing with all kinds of vulnerable data. So when a, co a company like Quan Platform comes along and says public, private, hybrid, well, the use cases are just that much larger. So I, I really like that. Um, another thing I really liked about it is it's, you know, it's not a small team. 30 plus team members spread across 10 different countries. They got all kinds of cryptography experts. Um, so really experienced team. They've worked at uh, companies such as IBM, PwC, Uber, Ethereum, Monero, Zcash, like some, some pretty, pretty interesting experience on the team. And, you know, maybe even um, a potential connection to IBM that we'll reveal later in the episode, which is interesting. Yeah, absolutely. I wanted to also uh, quickly touch the transactions per second is fucking insane. Mm. So on the private, it's 95,000 TPS, um, yes. 16,000 on the public. On the hybrid, theoretical, 155 million. Oof. Insane That's, speeds. Yeah. Insane Theoretical, speeds. but yeah, for sure. Theoretical. Yeah. What I really like, though, is the fact that, so, okay, when we went down to um, Austin and we went to that big conference, all the Web3 projects are there and all that stuff, and we see just how much work these projects have been doing to attract talent, to bring in developers mm -hmm. so they can build out their infrastructure, build their ecosystem. They're spending so much money with these community grants and you know, developer grants. Well, they're doing that to attract developers because... They're the ones who are making this all work. With this project, you can code in any language. Any language. That's key. Like, so... Um, 20 plus languages, I believe. C++, C++ Rust, JavaScript, etc. Example, Ethereum is Solidity. Dot is Rust and JavaScript. Solana is Rust and C++. 
do you understand how easy it's going to be to attract developers mm. when you can code in any language? There's, you don't have to relearn a new one. You can literally go in and start programming using the one that you've already known for the past 20 years. Yeah, for sure. Because some of these developers might choose, well, I'm going to work on Solana because I only know Rust. Well, yeah, well, any developer can now jump onto quant yeah, platform. That's huge. And, you know, we always talk about signs that blockchains are going well and developing well, and you always want to see number of developers working on a project and number of new developers being attracted every year. And there's some web websites and tw uh, Twitter um, pages that have like charts dedicated to this. And we always look at which blockchains are attracting the most number of developers. And those are usually correlated to the ones that are growing the fastest and eventually see good price action, right? Because people are you know getting involved in these projects. So as you said, a huge competitive advantage for QuantX is that they support 20 plus any coding language. So if you're a developer and you're like, okay, I see the threat of quantum. I see this new project that's building on exactly this. They already support my coding language. Boom. Easy for you to integrate and join their project. And this is the first platform where the, de the devs get royalties on their coding that gets redeployed. Mm. So there's such incentive for these developers to be coding on this platform to create these quantum resistant yeah. uh, applications. Pretty interesting, eh? Yeah, it's wild. Um, so now there's a couple of interesting partnerships, collaborations, and connections that I think we should we should highlight. So last year, uh, as we talked about this potential uh, connection to IBM. So they launched their testnet last year. It was publicly released along with an IBM Platner partner audit. So we know that they have ex-team uh, team members that worked at IBM, and now they're working with a platinum IBM team, team member for their audits. So, you know, IBM, one of the largest tech companies in the whole world, that is, just to see that kind of connection there is good. Uh, they also have Alpine Esports, which they signed as Quant Platform as their official blockchain partner. Um, this is a pretty big brand in the esports uh, industry. And it also kind of shows that, you know, everyone kind of associates crypto with payments, right? But you can see like esports, all these different entertainment things. They, they chose Quan Platform. That's a pretty interesting one. And Alpine Esports is owned by Renault Group. Mm. Uh, they're a member of the world's largest car manufacturer alliance. And they control brands like Nissan, Mitsubishi, Infinity. Big. So everybody's like, oh, Alpine Esports, whatever. But it's like, there's actually some serious connections there. Yeah, for sure. Uh, another partnership they have is with MBK Holdings. Um, member of the Qatari royal family. Interesting. Net worth, $365 billion. And they've alluded to this technology, specifically Quan Platform and the use cases they want to bring to the Gulf. Right. Wild. That's pretty interesting. That's a lot of big money behind potentially buying this project. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. When we're talking about one of the biggest threats to, I mean, computers and Web3 technology, yeah, yeah. blockchain, I mean, fuck, you, got, you need to be forward thinking here. For sure. Um, other potential partnerships, collaborations, or integrations. So the fact that, Quan, their, their platform can be deployed on any cloud within like five minutes. Yeah. So it can easily be deployed on AWS, Amazon, Google Cloud, Microsoft Azure. So those are the three biggest cloud providers in the world. So what that means is that if you're building a cloud program on any of the world's largest cloud deployment servers, which is almost every software program in the world, it can be deployed to and use the Quan platform technology within five minutes. Other blockchains, that will take hours, if not days, and the integrations may not be there. So when you look at all like, how easy it is for, for companies, developers, users, individuals to integrate or use Quant Platform, whether it be the fact that they support every language of code or the fact that they're already integrated with every cloud hosting server within five minutes. It's just so easy for people once they realize this threat, it could grow rapidly, very, very fast. The rapid deployment for cloud, I think, can't be overstated enough. Yep. The fact that you can do that within five minutes and the largest Web2 companies in the world can just 
easily be deployed. Yeah, it's huge. It's also EVM compatible, mm. meaning that every project on Ethereum can seamlessly bridge over to uh, Quant Platform and receive the same protection. Right. So they can essentially just continue stealing market share from Ethereum because anybody can code, mm. developer royalties, quantum resistant. Yeah. Anybody can just transition over. So I also see, think that's pretty big. Another thing I really wanted to highlight is absolutely massive is Quantex is a quantum resistant algorithm using NIST approval, approved crystals dilithium algorithm. What does this mean? So basically this is an endorsement and a recognition from the National Institute of Standards and Technology. Quantum Quant platform is using crystals dilithium. This is the one that the NIST recommends everybody be using. Right. Quantex Quant platform is using this. Yeah, yeah. The one algorithm they recommend. That's pretty great. Against quantum computing. Strong. So that's absolutely massive to receive an endorsement from uh, the National Institute of Standards and Technology. Yeah, hundred percent. Now let's let's kind of shift gears a little bit and talk about the Quantex token, the utility, and the chart. So a lot of people are asking us, you know, we posted about it. What happened with the token? You know, there was this, if you look at the chart, it had a massive spike, you know, cool down period as always. And then this weird, like kind of, you know, almost, it looks like a rug pull, but it's not. It's just like the token. So th what happened was the Quantex token, there was a temporary freeze on it that resulted from the Quantex bridge deployer wallet attack in October of 2022. So they had to do a freeze. Then they relaunched the token recently. And now, now it's starting to get hype again, right? So at the moment, at time of recording, the market caps, I think it's just around 100 million fully diluted, yeah, like 70 million, 100 million fully diluted, something like that. So, you know, it's like a mid cap. It's not a small cap gem. It's, it's not a large cap, but it's right in that kind of sweet spot. And the Quantex token actually has multiple functionalities built right into the ecosystem for utility. So developers need to buy Quantex token to pay for contract deployment. DAP users need to buy the Quantex token to pay for executing all these contracts. Uh, there's all kinds of, they have the full node, node for uh, staking providers. You get rewarded in QuantX. Validators need to hold it to pay a transaction fee. So there's a lot of things that are built in. It's not just like a governance token. Um, so, you know, going back to the developer thing, all these developers that are going to come onto Quant platform, they need to buy and hold the Quant token, QuantX token to make contracts, deploy contracts, build dApps. So there is utility there, which I like. And it's a max supply that's capped at 3.3 billion. Right. And you talked about... Um the nodes and whatnot, you, you can validate mining from your phone. So they use a new consensus algorithm known as proof of randomness where mining, mining can be done from your phone. Cool. So anybody can partake. So they try to be also green as well. It's like, why can, why keep building out this new infrastructure? Why keep buying all these mining uh, piece of equipment when everybody has a phone and you just partake? Yeah. Yeah. Also pretty wild. I was listening to an AMA with the CTO. They have some, NDAs, non-disclosure agreements, with some big banks. Mm. So when that hits, it's also going to be huge because the use case is massive. Central bank digital currencies, they're going to have to adopt this technology because what are you gonna, you're going to have money being, like all the government's money being sent on these CBDCs and it's not going to be quantum resistant. For sure. Are you fucking kidding me? No, it will be. Yeah. So this is going to be huge for the banking system as well. I'm telling you, people are going to be piling into this. Banks will be piling into this. And uh, there was another thing. It was also chosen by the EU to help India into the new era of blockchain technology as well. Interesting. The European Union, who's very advanced in their crypto uh, framework right now. Yep. 
So anything the EU is doing, they kind of want to take note of. They just had launched their first spot Bitcoin ETF, right? Yeah, as well. Yeah, I mean, I think the, the threat of quantum, it's not here today, but as you just mentioned, when you're talking about vulnerable data or you know billions, if not trillions of, of countries' dollars or big corporations' dollars, the threat of quantum attacks is going to be one of the largest and most talked about things. It's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. So when you're talking about enterprise adoption, blockchains that are built for corporate adoption, and that's where the big, big money is, Quan X, Quan Platform is building that technology. As you said, CBDCs will need to be protected for quantum attacks. Big corporations like Google, Microsoft, Amazon, any corporation that you work with will need to be protected by quantum resistant security. And the fact that there just aren't that many layer one blockchains that are building quantum resistant blockchains. There's not a lot of competition in this space. It's the only one, right? There's a couple of like smaller caps, which are like way further behind, which aren't even worth mentioning, but like Quan platform is the industry leader in the quantum resistant technology for blockchain. And that's why, yeah, I think it's, it's important for people to learn about today, take a look at it. And yeah, it's a really, really interesting project. The website's pretty sharp too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like going through the website, all the documentation, all that stuff. And people also, also ask about, you know, why is there uh, been no commits on GitHub? Mm. Like where's the coding on this stuff? So Quan X, Quan platform has intellectual property that they're protecting. So they're doing it all on private GitHub. Right. That code will be published once mainnet goes live and we're all still early because the mainnet doesn't launch. They're end, aiming for end of year. I went to a Telegram group, started asking some questions okay. and stuff. Um, so we're still early. I love it. Mainnet, perspective. mainnet hasn't even launched yet. Yeah. And as you said, look, they have a savage community. I hope the Quan platform, the Quanix community sees this video. If there's anything we missed about this gem project, let us know in the comments. Or if there's any projects that are doing similar things, let us know because we can potentially continue to look into quantum computing and uh, give you guys updates about Quanix in the future. Hey, make sure you guys tune to the next episode. That one is going to be a banger. views expressed by speakers on the bean pod are solely their opinions you should not treat any opinion expressed on the bean pod as a specific inducement to make a particular investment or follow a specific strategy but only as an expression of their opinion this podcast is for informational purposes only